now listening to the Black Variant. Black Variant on RNC Radio. This is, you know, this is everything we've been saying for the last two to three years. Everything, this is damn near everything we said during the lifespan of the Black Variant from day one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, pretty much. Everything. But, you know, this is how we also, how we win. This is exactly how we win. Yeah. Um, We've been saying, we've been saying all this for a long time. We finally got it painted out in black and white for us on a variety (laughs) website. Exactly, man. It's just beautiful, man. But how how are you doing? How are you feeling today? Yo, today I am great. Last week, your boy's back was hurting, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. And, and before we get into that, first of all, welcome to the Black Variant, everybody. Issue 176. Of course, you're listening to X the Exile right here. Joined by 1017 Van with the God of New York himself, ladies yes, and gentlemen. And of course, we're here to give you the latest and greatest in comic book news. But before we do that, we got to bullshit just, just a little bit, just a bit. Um, so my last week, right? My back. Mm-hmm. The reason my back was hurting, right? Now, for those of you who follow me on Twitter or on Instagram, or if it's your first time listening to this, this is a comic book podcast, right? Yeah. Meaning we are comic book nerds, right? Not, and I'm, I'm not calling nobody a fake nerd, right? But we the niggas who be in the shop every week. Ask you know that real I mean? readers. Real, real readers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what, you, what you know about getting five paper cuts a day for three summers? You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Oh, what, yeah. what, what y'all know about that, huh? Um, what y'all niggas know about mylar bagging boards, nigga? You yeah, know, come on, come on. Uh, what, what y'all, what y'all, what y'all know about that? You know, what I'm saying that seasonal buy two get one free sale. Yeah, you know what, what you know I mean. About the, the 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 throwaway bin. What what yo? What you know about the dollar bin, yo? Yeah. What you know? What you know about you get a a free comic for every A you got? You know what yeah, I'm saying for the kids. Now. You know what I'm saying because the shops love the kids. You feel me? Yeah. Um, but. Your boy, you know what I'm saying, for every comic reader out there, people who collect the single issues and whatnot, everybody knows the hassle it is organizing that shit. Um, and even more, getting the storage space for all that shit, right? right. Now, luckily enough, your boy has a storage closet at his apartment, right? Um, with that being said, my guy, I had two years worth of comics I had not put away. Um, Damn. Two, yes, two long basically then the whole pandemic worth of comics i hadn't put away right just i had a big ass five foot stack of comics and bags and shit sitting right next to my desk for the last two to three years right singles or or trades singles these are singles i'm talking about there's there's a couple all all my trades are on my bookshelf god God bless right but these are singles we're talking about right so i finally went i think months ago i went and got all my boxes from my parents house right Um, I put them in the closet. I, I meant to do this shit months ago, but you know, y'all know how adult shit be happening. So I finally got the time last week and be like, you know what? I ain't doing shit today. Let me go take them boxes out and actually put all the shit together, right? Right, right. Dog, it was I have nine long boxes worth of comics. <laughs> um, just from the past two years? <laughs> no, this is my whole comic collection. Okay, okay. Nine long boxes worth of comics. I want to let me Google real quick how much a long box holds. I'm just going to add 50 to whatever number because I'll be stacking them holes full. Right. Um, how many comics does one hold? Hold up. Do, 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 do. Okay. 
approximately 270 comics per one of these long ass boxes. This is a right, 29 inch yeah, box. Like 200, yeah. It's a basically a two and a half foot box of comics, right? Um, dog. Uh, I have nine of those, which means I have roughly almost 2,700 individual <laughs> issues of comics. Almost three thousand single spanning issues. Years, I'm guessing. Spanning yo, years. spanning. Yo, I was looking back at shit. I forgot happened. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm I'm going through reading. I, I I got the original issues of Spider Man, the first story where Miles and Peter met. I got the original the original New Fifty Two joints. Shit that shit that are lost the time. Some of the number ones y'all ain't never gonna see again. Um, I got the original Scott Snyder Batman run. I got uh, I got all types. I have issues I completely forgot fucking existed, yo. Like, <laughs> you have a favorite? A favorite single issue? Mm-hmm. Damn, it doesn't have to be the best, but just like your favorite. Honestly, I think the 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 one I remember the most that, that still to this day leaves an imprint on me is the mm-hmm. death of Spider Man, the one where Peter Parker went out. Ultimate Spider Man oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, went yeah. out. Um, for those one. for those of you who don't know, like the original story of Miles Morales, right? He like it's it's roughly kind of the same in the first movie, like the original Spider-Man, Peter dies, then Miles takes up the mantle, right? But in the comics, this is how Peter died. Peter died fighting to the death with a Sinister Six at his auntie's house, right? He yo, he beat their ass. He literally killed himself on accident by taking an 18-wheeler and dropping that motherfucker on the Green Goblin, right? A hard way to go out, right? He's on his Crash Holly shit. Yeah, <laughs> yo, he he went out like a real nigga. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. and that's and that's literally the whole way we get into to the to you know him meeting Miles and Miles becoming Spider Man. All types of shit happening, right? But mm-hmm. forget all everything. I while I was doing this because it took me all fucking day to organize the shit to put the shit away to put everything in its proper place, make sure all the bags of boards were taped up. You know what I mean? It was an all day event. Yeah. It was so long. I watched Spider-Man 1 and 2, and I still wasn't done by the end of <laughs> Spider-Man 2, right? Um, so I did all this right, and I, but when I was finishing, Beloved was like, yo, dinner is like imminently ready, yo. Like, bring your ass whenever you get a chance. Matter of fact, fuck if you get a chance, just bring your ass. I was like, hold on, hold on, give me, give me two minutes, right? So your boy, you know what I'm saying? I'm a I'm a sliding ass nigga in the crib. If you if you got hardwood floors or something resembling hardwood in your crib and you got socks on, I'm the nigga known to be sliding around because I'm unserious all the time. Right, right. Socks on, ready. Yeah. You feel, well, hold on. Let me take this hoodie off because a, a boy is sweating already. Damn. <laughs> yeah, get comfortable, nigga. You gonna be here for a minute. <laughs> all right, I'm back. Um, right. so, so I get done putting everything. I put the final lid in the ninth box. Right. Mm-hmm. I stack all these holes together. Right. Then I'm like, all right, cool. I'm 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 done, right? So I yo, I started damn near dead sprinting to the to the other side of my living room. Mind you, it's like maybe eight feet, right? right. Um, brother, I did a slide, and then when I hit when I hit the carpet, right? I did a how can I even put this? I did a Scooby Doo S fall. You know what I mean? Like you, feet off on like first Yo, 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 <laughs> feet in the air. My feet went straight in the air. You know what I'm saying? You know that. You know that hang time you get right before a good fall, like when you do, when you just in the air for a second, you be like, "Damn, I know this shit Holy about shit, to I'm hurt." Falling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like I, I know this shit about to hurt, right, dog? I hit the floor so fucking hard, and I was like, you know what? I feel like I feel like Craig pops in Friday. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Damn. Especially and next Friday too. I ain't getting up, Leroy. You know what I'm saying? Get get daddy, <laughs> get daddy to get me up. Help your daddy up. 
Dog, my back was hurting. Uh, my back it was hurting up until today. Today was the day it stopped God hurting. Damn, bro, I, that shit hurt a lot. But it was nice to see my whole comic collection and actually put that shit together. Mind you, I'm still not done, um, because I got too many damn Batman comics to fit into a single long box. So your boy has to go buy a new long box. You know box. what's crazy? We predicted this whole thing just a few weeks ago. Remember when I actually was the last time you had a legit fall? You fell. As a grown person, yeah, that's, I, my my dumb ass yeah, said, I don't, I don't remember the last time I fell. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I'm, ha- I'm happy you feeling better now, man. Yeah, that's uh, shit. Uh, I'm glad I'm on the injured reserve. But how you been, man? How's life? I'm, I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm really interested about this organization thing, though, man. Because I, you know, I like talking to comic book people about this kind of things. Like, so, so question, how do you how do organize? You... How do so, you, what's, how... what's your method? So, like. It, it, honestly, I feel like it depends like who your favorite character is, first of all, right? Okay. Um, for me, it's Batman, Spider-Man. Like it's it's the usual niggas, Batman, Spider-Man, Wolverine. Like y'all know me. Mm-hmm. Um, so Batman has like when I first started out, it was just DC solos and then like Justice League shit. Um, and then I had a box for Spider-Man. Well, I had a box for Marvel solos and then just like greater Avengers niggas I didn't care about. Um, or or team books rather, honestly. Right. Um, and then I what since Deadly Class was popping when I, when I started reading comics, um, I had a box for Independence and Power Rangers and shit, right? right, right. Um, that shit is that has now since shifted since I have nine boxes now. So let me tell y'all, I got a I got a box just for Batman solos, like just just for literally the Batman series, like that's it, right. just just the Batman ongoing. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, I got that. I got one for Nightwing and Damien. Um, I got one for the rest of the Bat family. I got another one for like the like ju- like Justice League books and like events and whatnot. So like, um, not fe- I almost said Fear itself, but like Forever Evil, New Fifty Two, Jeff Johns yeah. Justice League run, um, JLA Tower Babel. Yeah, yeah, dark yeah. like Dark Cross on the um, um in the multiverse. Like I got all that shit is in that box. Shadow War, all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's also where my Superman comics also go. There's not a lot of them, so they all fit in the Justice League box. Oh, uh, let's see what else. So I got Batman, Bat Fam, or Nightwing and Damien, Bat Family, Justice League, and Greater DC. So like that's where all my Green Arrow shit, my Wonder Woman's, um, Deathstroke, Swamp Things, all them shit. Like basically all of these characters I like that are not Batman related. Basically right. go in that box, right? And it kind of works similarly for the Marvel shit as well. So like Spider Man, like just the Amazing Spider Man has its own box just because there's so many fucking issues of it that I have, right? Mm-hmm. And then after that, uh, Miles Morales has also has his own box because he's that nigga. Um, and then after that, Daredevil, Wolverine, and Black Panther all share a box, right? right? And then after that, the Avengers, and like, but basically some Avengers niggas I don't care about have their own box. And then <laughs> I have a box of just X-Men and Star Wars because those are the two things I buy the most for team books on right. the Marvel side. Um, and then I have a box for like pseudo independent. So like, I know I, I, I counted Power Rangers as an independent comic. It's not really because he does. Yeah. You know, it's a big brand. It's fucking Power Rangers. But like Power Rangers, Ninja like, Turtles. I'm guessing. Yeah, oh, Power Rangers. Turtles. Yeah, Power Rangers, Ninja Turtles, like Godzilla comics, like all that shit goes in that box. Right, right. So I got I got a rough system basically based on which character I'm fucking with the most. Yeah. So you do <laughs> character by character, which I think is good. Yeah. I see some niggas doing year by year, which I think is also all right, but it's like that's that that's can hard. Get a little messy. That's hard to keep straight in your head. You yeah. know what I mean? Like 
the easiest way to do it to me is you got to be able to like know which one goes on any given moment because it's really hard to get confused when you put that shit away, yeah. honestly and truly. I, you can, you can, you know, I have found comics, nigga, I found an amazing Spider Man comic in a Batman box, and I was like, what the fuck was I thinking when I did this? Dog? What's the science behind this, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what was I smoking when I did this at the time? I need to stop right. smoking that shit. Um, but yeah, it really, it really depends. Like, if you're listening to this, you're like, yeah, I do it by year, you're a madman, but I respect that. Um, I can't remember. You know, there's so much shit to remember. Like, think of like all small, like every small storyline, every crossover event we ain't get every issue of. Yeah. Um, every side character that popped up in a random thing. That is so hard to keep the year straight for a lot of that shit. Those like people are usually like great historians though. Like people that like organize it that way. Like they they know exactly when shit happened. You know. Yo, I can like I can remember like the rough like not rough but like I can re- I can remember I can tell like the last twenty years of comics through events you yeah. know what I mean just off the top of my head but I cannot tell you what year each of them events was because that yeah. shit just bleeds together after a while yeah. you you based in my experience you basically remember the first like two or three years you got into comics right because like that's that's like your integral era it's like you, yeah yeah it's like you listening to the, the hip hop for the first time you you know exactly what what hip hop song was like, you remember as your first favorite song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But once in the, you get in the middle, you don't remember some of that shit. You're like, I remember Damn came out, but I got to do a Google to make sure it came out in 2017 and not 2016. You know yeah. what I mean? Or, I salute the Japanese because they their organization shit is just perfect, bro. Yeah, because the Japanese are like, nigga, did you write this? All right, it's all you. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, volume is that? Two? We're following that three? Okay. Yeah, we're, we are saying the same goddamn... I, we don't give a fuck about a spinoff, yeah. a side story, none of that shit. It is all getting collected. Yo, because in comics, if somebody, like, think of it like this, right? For those who, like, watch My Hero Academia, for example, right? Something with a lot of flashbacks in the middle of shit. In a comic book, all of them flashbacks in My Hero Academia would be a side story or a mini series. Right. Or, like, right. or a little, like, a little, just a little uh, story that goes at the end of a book. You know what I mean? Like, it would be so many, so much shit you just can't think about. You have to get so many different issues. The Japanese, the way manga, ma- uh, mangakas do it, nigga. It is my hero volume my my hero volume one to volume one thousand guy. There's there is nothing. There's no spinoffs. There's no side. Even shit. if there is, they'll just make a whole nother book for it. Yeah, like you know what and, I mean. And they'll give it to another writer and be like, "Yo, this is your shit. Everything you do is going right here. We ain't right. changing a goddamn thing." Right. It's so e- that's why I think like the popularity of it has like exploded because it's just so easy to get into. You know? It is yo. Know, the soup and honestly, it's it's something that comic companies are seeing, like Marvel and DC because I just I. I think I saw a story the other day about how Marvel was releasing like manga style collected editions. Yeah, now. bundled version of the Bat Family, I think it was. Yeah, I think that's super fucking smart, yo. Yeah. Like the one thing about comics that we see like all the time is this shit is so hard to keep up with. Yeah. We yeah, you know, between me and you, we literally have 30 to 40 years of experience with this shit, mm-hmm. right? And even today, we cannot keep up with every side story. Bro, I'm reading Gotham War. I'm like, God damn, I gotta, I gotta go find this side. I gotta go find Prelude to Gotham War. I gotta, I gotta read Gotham War Battle Lines. I got, I gotta read Catwoman. I gotta read Batman. I gotta read a Nightwing story that's in the back of a Nightwing issue, and then I gotta read Gotham War Red Hood. What? But even on this level, like this, think about like. We're we're pretty regular in comics and stuff like that, but like if somebody asks us if they want to get started into reading a certain character, we what like what are we telling them to jump off from? You know, shit. That's another thing. Like comics is is so character focused, right? Because mm-hmm. um, like in in Attack on Titan, nigga Ichigo or not even uh, Attack on Titan, but in Bleach, Ichigo can disappear for thirty issues, 
and nobody won. Yeah. No one, yeah, no one, no one will say anything differently. Like nothing will happen if Batman disappears and Batman the book is ending. Yeah, it's like, like, that, yeah. like that's just how it is. Yeah. And like because comics are so character focused, it really depends what you're into to really tell somebody. Because like if someone comes up to me, be like, yeah, bro, I don't want you fuck with violence, but like I just want to see like niggas be hanging out. Like, all right, cool, I'll give you the Wayne Family Adventures then, because you just want to like. Kick it, you know what I'm saying? That's right. a webtoon shit. But if someone comes in to be like, "Yo, my nigga, I'm a Spider-Man fan, but like, I, I just want to see him like fight death battles." I'm like, "All right, cool. Uh, what's the name? What's the name of the story where he died? The other. You would love that shit. You know what right. I mean? I guess you could tell him like it's more vibey. Yeah, comics. You know what I mean? Like, it, what do you what are you looking for? Yeah, um, it really depends because like different people are into different things. Like mm-hmm. even when during the time of this podcast, I've had co- most people be like, "Yo, what Batman comic should I start with?" Once, yo, even fucking Jamal did it. I literally sent that nigga a list of like five books per yeah, character. He told to me, yeah, to know, yeah. yeah, that's exactly how it is. Because like, because comics also so messy, bro. Like, man- mm-hmm. like mangakas, like they they deal with some like they deal with some stuff that might like go into the multiverse or might go to a different planet or maybe some science fiction shit, right? Mm-hmm. But in comics, bro, there's at least three different Batman continuities I can think of that have popular stories right now. Exactly, exactly, man. Like, shit, even just the regular mainline Batman the detective is like two different worlds, you know? Yo, just think think of this Batman run right now. Chip Darcy's Batman run going on right now. That nigga has popped into 19 different Earths. This, this, the, literally, the story they're talking about, the, 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 the basis of it is this nigga feels like he's out of control because he just spent the last six months of his life popping from earth to earth and then he came back to earth then he got stomped out by some fucking dream villain you know what i mean that's that's some messy ass shit isn't it also like just imagine how like overwhelming must feel for like somebody just getting in the comics and you go to the batman section and you whatever comic shop you're in and you just see batman you know fear state batman gotham by gaslight and all these different stories like whoa what what do i read even think of the ongoing series right now, right? Think of it like this. You go to the Batman and be like, I want to read Batman. They'd be like, all right, bro. So we got Batman, Batman and Robin. Um, we got <laughs> we got we got Tales of Gotham. We got we got <laughs> we got Reptile, yo, we got we got Nightwing. One Dark we, Knight. We got yeah, dog. Batman Beyond. Like you can you can just keep going, man. One bad day. Like you just yeah. you gotta ask a nigga, like, what would you damn have to ask somebody what was like your core Batman memory to really get? Or whatever, yeah. like whatever character it is, like whether it be Wolverine, whether it be Spider Man, you got to damn near ask, what was your core memory? And I would just give you something that roughly matches up with that shit. Who's your favorite villain? You know, like, yeah, shit like that. Yeah, yeah. The, it's 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 a little bit harder because comics are a bit messy, but you know, hopefully these companies one day make this shit a bit easier, especially to people like us, man. Because yeah, once I get to forty, I can, I really can't remember the, the years of this shit. I, just, I am cooked. <laughs> you have to talk to me and like events, like who's in it, like what event, like who wrote it actually too helps. Dog, I feel that way about like Marvel animated movies because like I had to, I I I randomly, the, I had the urge to walk. You remember the Hulk versus Wolverine movie? Yeah, the one that's it's on Netflix or something like that. It's always on Netflix, bro. It's not even on Netflix. What is it on now? It's not on nothing. Really? I I know because I googled it. It's not on <laughs> nothing. You want to know where it is? Daily Motion. What? Oh yeah, Daily Motion got everything. Huh? I went on shout out to Quan. I went on Conf- Conflicts and he got the Thor joint of it, but I couldn't. I was looking for the Wolverine joint. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. I I had to go on the dark web to find it. I went yo. I'm you know we encourage slight pirating here, but I'm not going to name the site I went to. But yeah. I went to the I went to my go to site. You know because your boy's back in this piracy era due to you know the streamers being outrageous. Mm-hmm. Um. 
And I went to find the file, and the movie is so old and so niche now, bro. I went to go download the the torrents or whatever, and the basically the source of the file no longer existed because yeah. the shit's been out for so long. It was that yeah. yeah, it was that bad. So I had to, I basically just used the site to rip it from Daily Motion. But dog, it's Daily Motion. Stuff- you watch that next next video, <laughs> a New Japan <laughs> match from two thousand and four. Yeah, you know, shout <laughs> to them. Shout to Daily, Daily Motion been holding us down for years, yeah. but. It, it's it's really weird, man. We're getting to this point in time where like I can't even find anime like all the DC animated joints damn near on HBO Max. Yeah. But the Marvel joints, all of them shits are hard. Hard to find. Like, I'm not even sure if the, the Ultimate Avenger joints. Um you remember the Ultimate Avengers movie? Yeah. Yeah. Uh I'm not even sure if them joints are on Disney Plus right now. Like probably not. But the thing is with Marvel too, I think I feel like a lot of different companies like made their own different Marvel movies and they just was licensing them out. So I don't even think basically, they own them really anymore. Basically, honestly, because uh, even like I'm, I'm thinking I'm talking about Hulk versus Wolverine. Yeah, that was a Lionsgate production. Yeah, I used to see that all the time in like Blockbuster and shit. Remember, remember Blockbuster kids? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't make me feel old, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh man, this shit is this shit is crazy. Um, yeah, I'll rewatch Hulk versus Wolverine though. Um, I busted my ass on doing some Scooby Doo show with my comics. Um, what the fuck else has happened over the last week besides you know Israel still wilding? Um, um damn, let's see, see, that's all I see. Uh, you got the election recording this on election day. Oh, oh she, niggas when to go voted and stuff like that. Yeah, I hope everybody went and voted. Um, also, uh, the elections, I think the national, the general presidential elections are a year from yesterday, mm-hmm. so uh. Yeah, we we gonna be in a bind over the next twelve months. Um, yeah, let's not talk about politics because I I'll start yelling and shit. Let's get into debt before we get into that. Actually, I finished um I finished Titan season four, and for okay. once they they didn't divvy off into some weird shit. So God bless them. I'm, happy um, I'm really happy for them. Me too. Shit. Also, Winning Time season one, beautiful, great. That that is that, really that, is, that is true true blue cinema. But also remember, kids. No matter what you're going through in life, no matter you know, so what struggles, what 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 hardship is defining you at the moment, remember, fuck Boston. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck Boston forever. It's always going to be true forever, man. All right. Whew. Damn, I'm sweating. Shit. You ready to get dead shots? Yeah, let's do it, bro. All right. Cool. So we start off with dead shots. First of all, James Gunn Creature Commandos is actually take the back. I didn't even ask you what you were watching it right now. What you watching, man? Oh, nigga, all I'm watching is NXT. I'm trying to get caught up. I haven't watched NXT consistently for, like, maybe, like, a year. So i just been picking and choosing episodes to all the filling in the gaps of all the things I missed in NXT. I feel you. I feel you. Shout out to Sol Ruka, one of my favorite. <laughs> whenever, whenever she comes back, I'll tell whenever you. Whenever she comes back, yeah. Oh, shit. Did you hear that NXT is moving to the CW? That's major, man. Like, you want to talk about how that's going to grow the audience? Yeah, Yo, network TV NXT. Can, let me let me tell y'all this, this weird dichotomy that we're about to see. Right? You mean basically our generation has grown up on CW, right? But we grew up on the DC CW shows, right? Yeah. So basically, the end of generation kids are now about to transition from Superman and Lois ending <laughs> to NXT taking those time slots. Yo, this is going, going to be, be Tiffany a... Stratton fans growing up. It's crazy. Yo, <laughs> I, if I if I see Tiffy time on a TikTok, 
That will be yo. We might see a whole new generation of damn near total diva fans. Yeah, you know Kamala what I mean? Hayes is gonna be there, Bruce Wayne, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> yo, Trick Williams with somebody arrow. That's exactly. that's crazy. That's crazy <laughs> All right, now let's get the dash shots, man. Um, James Gunn Creature Commandos is as of right now still set to release in 2024. The man said, thankfully. He got all the writing done before the strikes. God bless him, but I still don't think this shit was releasing in 2024. But how do you feel, man? Uh, I can see the release in 2024. It's an animated thing, mm-hmm. so it's gonna. Is it is it animated movie or series? I'm guessing it's, guess a, it's seri- a series. They said it's seven episodes, and they're each gonna be basically 30 minutes. So this is gonna be a regular, regular cartoon, which I think is mad smart. Um, how you feeling about it, though? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess, man. Like Creature Commandos, I knew he was gonna do some off the wall shit like this. Especially on the walk-in, but we'll see how it play it plays out, man. I'm not expecting I, too much from it though. I'm I'm really not expecting much. Not not to say like not much as if like I'm expecting it to be trash and like that. Mm-hmm. But I really just expect this to set the stage for what we know we're getting. Well, not know we're getting for sure, but like we kind of know what we're getting at this point. Yeah. New Frontier. Um, and if y'all want to hear us talk about New Frontier, we were on what show were we on with Larry, man? Oh, we was on Larry's Patreon of uh, the book club. On Patreon, man, talking about it. Yeah, book club, book club on Larry's Patreon on the Show Your Work Network, talking about New Frontier and what James yeah. Gunn New Frontier would look like. So go check that out as well. Um, but we know this is just setting the stage, like basically for motherfuckers falling on the island, um, being like, "Damn, this shit is alive, bro." Um, <laughs> Essentially, and then, and then the 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 consistent realization of, "Damn, this island is big." And strong and getting closer to mass civilization. Maybe we should blow this shit the fuck up. And then and then them continuously trying to blow this shit the fuck up and it not working. Uh, that's basically that's basically until they, they get to the point of like, oh, oh, we got Superman now. Oh yeah, we can definitely blow this shit up now. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, if you if you want to talk about you want to hear more about New Frontier, go ahead and tap into book club on the show your network. Um, but also moving on, Disney is set to buy. Full control of Hulu um, for a whopping sum of $8.6 billion American. Damn, so um, they do have the money. Yeah, it's crazy because they laid <laughs> off 7,000 employees yeah, in so May because they said they didn't have the money. Um, $8.6 billion, yo. That's a lot for Hulu. I think Hulu would be worth that much. I'm going to be honest with you. How much did they? How much did they pay in the Fox merger? I want to know that shit real quick. It was Hold a up. lot. I think it was like, I know it was in the billions. Come crazy in the billions, but it's mm. just surprises. It's just surprising me like they would um, like I don't even know what them buying more control of Hulu means. Like I seen Hank Hill dressed as Sora from Kingdom Hearts. I thought that was pretty cool, but I don't know. What that means. <laughs> so I've seen so many tweets of, of people adding Disney being like, if you don't put the always sunny characters in Kingdom Hearts, you cowards. Um <laughs> see see people think that's funny. I want to see I want to see the people from the bear in Kingdom Hearts. I really just want to see Richie cuss out Goofy. Chef. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fucking amazing. Can you imagine <laughs> can you imagine Donald Duck saying chef? I get I yeah. <laughs> some shit like that. That'd be fire. Um Let's see. Disney said and expected to pay NBC Universal parent company Comcast about eight point six one billion by damn by December first. Um, this represents NBCU's percentage of the twenty seven point five billion guaranteed floor value of Hulu when it agreed to sell its stake to Disney in twenty nineteen. Damn. So this is this is basically a buy option 
they had written into the agreement when the, the Fox merger went through, which was total about forty-seven point five billion. Right, right. Um, that is oh, take back seventy-one billion. My bad. Jesus. Um, damn, that is seventy-one a, billion dollars, bro. That's a lot of fucking money. I that, I didn't I didn't know Hulu would be that valuable to them. To be honest, like, what are they gonna do with it? You know, I uh, merge it into Disney Plus. I'm guessing. Uh, like, I mean, we know we we'll talk about Echo later because I actually do want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we know Echo will be on basically who Echo will be on Hulu because it's TVMA. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the new Marvel Spotlight imprint that we will also talk about later, I assume they're just gonna use it to dump all the adult content on there. You know what I'm saying? Just basically everything that cusses or has violence. Um, because I don't think Disney's gonna put the bear on Hulu. Or put the bear, put the bear on Disney Plus. I don't think the bear can go on Disney Plus. That would be fire. Um, I think they they basically stretch it with some things, like for example, Logan, because it's a Wolverine movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they allow that on Disney Plus for continuity sakes and shit like that. But like the bear, the bear, um, the rerun of the Carmichael show, um, that shit's not coming to Disney Plus. Yeah, that, that I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. At least that's how it makes sense to me. Yeah, it makes sense. Um. Let's talk about the next thing, Deadshots. There's a rumor out there by uh, now infamous scooper, My Time to Shine Hello, um, that Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man and Hugh Jackman's Wolverine are going to be leading the Avengers in Secret Wars. I don't believe that at all, X. I, 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 that sounds like Cap to me. That sounds like super Cap to me. Uh, this sounds like... This sounds like one of those times where they take something we know is true. Like, for example, we know Hugh Jackman Wolverine is probably going to be in Secret Wars, right? Yeah. Because he plays a huge role in Deadpool 3, right? Mm-hmm. But Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, that shit came out of left field. Yeah, like, I, I, like I, don't get me wrong. I do think they're part of the team, the Avengers team or whatever is going to fight. Shit, we're supposed to be carrying it. might be Doom at this point. Whoever's going to fight the villain. But um, I don't see them leading. That wouldn't make sense to me. I I can see them like playing like, you know, like the in a sitcom when the a guest star comes like a, a fan favorite guest star comes up you you know everybody goes ooh you know what I'm saying it's a little um, crowd pop yeah yeah, yeah. like they'll both get like one of those individual pops and maybe like get a moment of them going down that or at least Tobey Maguire Spider Man going down valiantly, um, but I don't think they're gonna lead the team um, like for example we we already know from reports that basically they're picking all like the the prime versions of these heroes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so are you telling me that Tom Holland Spider-Man is not the prime version of Spider-Man? Is yeah, that what Kevin Feige exactly. putting into the universe? Exactly. I, honestly, I would expect all versions of Spider-Man. I would, I would expect Andrew to be in it and expect Tom to be in it, of course, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, man. Um, but also, I just want to point this out because, you know, this is how I win. Uh, my time to shine hello has now been officially community noted on Twitter as a noted disseminator of false or misleading and or clickbaiting scoops. Yeah. Um, God, don't you love to read that, man? <laughs> it, brought, it brought a little joy to my heart. I thought about you when I seen that, you know? Uh, I was doing the Harlem Shake when I saw that, bro. Um, <laughs> speaking of doing the Harlem Shake, the Penguin has been delayed till 2024 due to the studios refusing to pay actors fairly. Damn, man. That, that's really disappointing, man, because, like, I feel like that it dropping, like, the holiday season, like now, I feel like would have been perfect. It would have been, perfect. honestly. Um, pay the guys. I really think, like, honestly, 
I love I love the Batman. I literally watched it on Halloween last last week. Um, but I feel like they're kind of fucking up the momentum of it because, or just Matt Reeves' Batman universe. Because if this had came out where it was originally supposed to, even like late twenty twenty three, early twenty twenty four, or late twenty twenty two, early twenty twenty three, bro, the, there would have been momentum going. You know what I mean? There would have there would have been a little bit of more or feeling of continuity. Like you you basically need less recaps because the movie damn near came out within the last year. Mm-hmm. But now people gonna need a refresher. People people might might not even remember the penguins coming out in two yeah. years. I feel like they kind of handicapped that franchise, man. Like well, I they already I feel like they stunted the growth of it already, like just how they're handling it. And it's like, you know, COVID and things like that have already, you know, taken its toll on it, but I think it's kind of like what it could have been. I think it's just super limited now. Yeah. Um, even even greater than this, right? Like, think about the um, I think the latest update we got about the actor strike was basically that the studios are trying to basically write into the contract that they pay a one-time fee um to use a digital scan of somebody's likeness for life forever. Okay. For That's the not for the fly, man. For like, this sounds crazy, right? To everybody listening to me, is I'll make sure to say this again a little bit slower, right? The studios are basically trying to pay a one-time licensing fee to use somebody's digital scan forever in perpetuity and whatever they want to do, no matter what, without paying residuals for it, right? Basically, for if this this shit sounds crazy, to you, I'll put it in layman's terms. If you've seen Star Wars Rogue One, if you remember General Tarkin and Leia in that movie. Did the studios, Disney, uh, WB, uh, Sony, uh, Amazon, Netflix, everybody, right, are trying to normalize what happened to that movie? Nah, man, that's not cool at all. Like, the, a little bit, yeah. Like, can you think of like this? Like, can you imagine seeing Robert Downey Jr. scanned and fuck when the end game come out 2018, 2019, mm-hmm. forever in perpetuity, dog? Yeah, they own your likeness, they own you essentially, like everything you was, they'll own. And, and mind you, for a lot of projects now, because of, you know the the sophistication with CGI and whatnot, they have to do a full digital scan to to basically CGI them properly, right? Right. So they're you basically trying to web. You know, with Mark Hamill, right? Yeah, with Mark Hamill. Basically, what happened with uh, the the Mando, uh, the big Mando cameo that we mm-hmm. didn't know about, um, and now they get to use that. But you know, Favreau and Filoni have been smart enough to bring back Mark Hamill so he can actually come back and do that shit. Because right. he really does enjoy doing that shit, right? But not everybody is Favreau and Filoni is the problem. Yeah, that's the issue. And then also, like, um, they already got Bruce Willis with that kind of deal. Like, he already signed over, or his family at least, sorry, signed over his digital rights. That's but I kind of dog. It is, it is, it is, man. Like, um, just let him ride into the sunset. But that's nasty. Think about it. We're gonna be seeing Bruce Willis and things to the end of time, but even when he's uh, even when he's gone. Everything just doesn't look like Fortnite forever, huh? That's crazy. <laughs> 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 Family movies, full tank top on, like Die Hard, man. This, this is this is nasty, dog. But speaking of nasty, let's talk about the Marvels pre-sales a little bit. Um, so the Marvels right. is coming out this week. It is currently November seventh. So by the time y'all listen to this, this the Marvels either should be out or they some screenings should at least be available for y'all. Um, the Marvels pre-sales are reportedly behind that of the Flash, which came in at fifty-five million. And that of Black Adam that came at sixty-seven million. Damn, that is uh, not good. It's not very good. not good. It's not good. And I know, I remember, I remember we read it a few weeks ago. It cost a lot of money to make this movie, like, <laughs> like a lot. It cost like what 
You know, let's Google it real quick. I think I want to say it costs about two hundred million dollars to make this something. movie. Like it's like high twos. It's like two seventy something like that. Holy shit! Yeah. Um, two hundred seventy-four point eight yeah. million dollars. Yeah, yeah. That's now almost three hundred million dollars. Yo, it's not even counting promotion. You're right. Mm-hmm. Jesus. So it's probably like three, which means probably means they the break even. They probably have to make like four, which I don't think I don't see this movie making four. At least initially, maybe in the long run, it might well, make four with the DLC update. Yeah, because honestly, I don't think anything else is really dropping from now until Christmas. But then Christmas, you got a color purple drop, and that's crushing the buildings. So but, I mean, like, not even just like I don't want to say like Aquaman is a big step or nothing like that. But you have another tempo yeah, super- step on it. Yeah, yeah, you have another tempo superhero movie coming out for a character that's even more popular than Captain Marvel. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Um, also, something like. I've been watching Justice League Unlimited uh, recently just for background noise and shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm watching the episode with basically when Captain Marvel showed up and Superman got jealous like a hoe. Um, That's when he closed on Lex on TV. Is that that episode? Yeah, exactly. Niggas got hot. He, he, yo, he powerbombed Billy Batson through a building. Yo, yeah, like... <laughs> He was tweaking. Yo, Superman was tweaking in that. He was, he, yo, even Batman was like, Clark, you are wild in my neighborhood. Yeah, like, maybe you should talk to somebody about this, not name me. Um, but even the episode, bro, like up until yo, I want to just tell everybody this the story of the name Captain Marvel, real quick, for like people who don't pay attention to the shit. Up until 2012, the name Captain Marvel was used by both companies because they didn't give a shit about copyright, copywriting it, right? Um, Captain Marvel was Shazam. Shazam was Captain Marvel. Um, it was only in 2012 where Marvel was like, Yeah, we're gonna make Carol Danvers special, bro. Let's name her Captain Marvel. And they they copyrighted it. A decade later, you mean to tell me the character of Captain Marvel was going to change the companies, and then in the one company, it went from having a billion-dollar movie, some shit I never thought was going to happen in my lifetime, real shit, but Captain Marvel got a billion-dollar movie, right? And you mean to tell me it is now about to have one of the worst opening weekends in, not even MCU history, but superhero typical movie history. Well, at least in the modern age of it, like let's say past 2016, definitely. Yeah, in the last, yeah, at least the last decade. Yeah, um, that is that's that's a that's a historic level drop off. Yeah, but it's a lot of factors playing in. There's a lot of variables that uh created this environment for it to not do so well in the box office, man. That is definitely the cost because I felt like she got shitted on for some things that every director does, which is messed up, man. I I will say this though, right? She. We'll talk about her later because she did defend herself to a bit, right? But with that being said, Marvel's process is not normal. No. Um, like we talk they talk about some directors leaving in post, which that does happen to Hollywood at like a semi-regular damn, a semi-regular rate, right? But in particularly in Marvel movies, where the directors don't have a lot of say to begin with, right? That's a regular thing. Mm-hmm. But for example, when we Heard about the bad girls getting canceled or bad girl getting canceled last summer, right? The directors were working on that shit every day. They yeah. planned to work on that shit every day up until whatever they had to, to get cut out of or basically whenever it was fucking done. It was done, uh, yeah. Was yeah. The day were, yeah. Ava DuVernay, uh, when she was working on what was the movie that came out the same time as Black Panther? Um, it had Oprah in it. Whatever uh, her, uh, what's it? is that the one with Storm Reed when she was a little kid? Yeah, 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 exactly. A record in time. 
There, thank you. Ripple time. Um, but she talked about how Ryan Coogler was in the editing room across the hall from her while she was doing that, and they were in there every fucking day, yeah. right? Now, Ryan Coogler was was more hands-on with Black Panther than most directors are with Marvel movies because that's his baby. Yeah, he but, got Grace. Yeah. yeah. Um, and plus, you know, at that time, the grace of Chadwick Boseman was still with us. You know what I mean? Um, but for, for Marvel movies, yo, these directors don't have a lot of input on posts because we will talk about later, Kevin Feige is known for cutting shit up in post. Yeah. Because, because all these MCU joints are Kevin Feige joints. Yeah. We're gonna talk about that later as well. But before we get into that, let's, you, have you watched Invincible, the season two premiere? Yeah, I, I watched it. I watched it um yesterday. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you, X. I wasn't really impressed by the first episode. <laughs> it really didn't do anything for me. Uh, it was kind of bland. I think maybe that might be me just knowing what's coming, like going through this preliminary shit. It's mm-hmm. just like whatever. But yeah, it really it was the same as season one. I don't feel like they upgraded the, um, the animation in any way, I, which I was really looking forward to. That I was like, oh man, they got a budget, they got the backing, they about to get a, a boost in animation. But no, that didn't happen. But um, yeah, it was just kind of bland to me. It was just whatever. Uh, what do you think? I felt honestly a lot similar to that. Um, mm-hmm. For one, the animation is the one thing I was looking forward to improve the most. Like the actual story itself, like I don't. Not that I don't care for it, nothing like that, but like I've I've read a thousand evil Superman stories. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and this is invincible to me, just like a like a, a really like a more long-term version of injustice. Um, but like just the first game, if you just drew draw that shit out as much as you possibly can, you know what I mean? Um and the one the number one thing we said about the first season was the animation is fucking terrible. Not bad, but objectively terrible. Um, we are talking Ric Flair's last match level of terrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. It's too choppy for me, bro. I can't. It's, I can't do it. It's choppy. It's not smooth. Shit doesn't transition right. The violence itself looks weird. Um, it looks like it was. It looks like it was rendered in Adobe Flash Player. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, the, the number one thing I expected from them was to upgrade the fucking animation. You have not only do you have the backing of you know. The most powerful fucking company on the planet, Amazon. Um, y'all, y'all over exceeded every expectation. Yeah. Like, put it like this: Invincible is a uh, like a, a lo- I don't know, not a lower tier, but like a more independent comic um, an adaptation, right? On Amazon, mm-hmm. around the same time, um, Invincible was coming out. You know what else is coming out? Paper Girls, right? Paper Girls ain't making to season two. Yeah. Invincible did. Invincible not only made it to season two, but became mad popular. It got yeah. memes. It became pop culture. People talk about the way Mark got put through a fucking train to this day. Yeah, right. And Paper, and Paper Girls was live action, so they that was even a bigger investment. Exactly. Than, than this little animated series. Exactly right. And despite that, it looks like they have the same ass animation for the second season. I yeah. don't understand this shit, bro. You you did so well. Not the main character. The second main character of your show made it to and made it into Mortal Kombat. Yeah, you're that fucking popular now, and you mean to tell me you couldn't put more budget into the animation? Yeah, it kind of makes me wonder what what, what took so long to come out with the next season. I thought the animation was the hold up, but I guess not. I yeah, I'm gonna keep it 100 real with you. Uh, I think the reason this animation is not 
hitting because I think they spent the budget on the voice actors. It might be. Uh, it's an amazing voice acting cast, though. I'll give yo, that. it's amazing. Don't get me wrong, right? But would you rather have better animation or Stephen Yu voicing Mark Grayson? That's true. That's true. That would you rather that. have like I love J.K. Simmons. I, I yo, I I don't even remember the fucking name of the movie with him slapping the shit of Miles Teller, but I watched that clip religiously. All right. <laughs> I, y'all, you literally heard me talk about at the top of this podcast, me watching Spider-Man 1 and 2 back-to-back while I was putting comics away, right? I fucking love J.K. Simmons. I grew up on that nigga, right? Would you rather have J.K. Simmons as Omni-Man or would you rather have uh, at least animation that is on par with 90 Spider-Man? <laughs> Fuck that. At that point, I want my shit to like Attack on Titan, nigga. It was mad. Yo! Yo, the on the phone, man. Fuck, yo, yo, if <laughs> if you gotta if you gotta downgrade fucking Steven Yoon from uh or from Steven Yoon to like no disrespect to Yuri Lowenthal, but Yuri Lowenthal who, who voices Peter Parker in the Spider-Man games and also Sasuke in the Naruto. Um if you gotta downgrade to that, yo, I'd rather get that if it's gonna give me better animation. I don't give a fuck about all these famous people voice like God bless Sandra O, but I don't give a fuck about Sandra O voicing this man's mama. If that if the the cost of that is the blood looking like some play doh, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. What they, I think, I think Seth Rogen is the executive producer of this, right? Mm-hmm. If he's the executive producer of this, that he needs to look in the mirror a little bit and be like, I might need to make some hard choices. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's all um, right. It's still it's still invincible. It's, a, it's it, if you like the first season, the the first episode is that. You know what I mean? It's yeah, nothing crazy happens. Um, Mark gets like stomped out again. They're they're very much like this is like what six weeks after Omni Man or some shit like yeah, that. They not said, too long after, yeah. yeah, there's like no huge time skip, so like we're basically damn near back into this shit, like as if nothing happened. So, man, we gonna we're gonna see about this, but the one thing I just really just want the fucking animation to approve, man. That's all that's all I'm asking for. And they showed us like the season preview for at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. the animation ain't look great. Um, so hopefully, uh, hopefully they're still working on the shit as we talk about it. Yeah. Um, let's get into a little bit more indie shit. I'm not sure it's right to call it indie if you if you have, are on Amazon Prime, but let's talk about the boys or Gen V rather. Yeah, man. Um, have you watched the finale? Yeah, man. I, How I, you I, feel? I love Gen V, bro. Like I think they did such a good job with Gen V. I love how it leads directly into the next season of the boys, like directly. Mm. Um. The homeland, their cameo was fucking fire. That was hilarious. I don't know why in my mind I'm like, oh yeah, this thing is about to come save the day. You know what I mean? He was, I was like, like <laughs> fucking homelander. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> yeah, man. I thought it was cool. Um, I really think they had something special with the group that they have. It gives me almost like uh new mutants kind of vibes. Like, you know what I mean? Yo, that's perfect. You know, it gives me kind of that, like that group just reminds me of New Mutants and or world. like New Warriors or some shit like that. Yeah, you know like I mean? some shit like that, like a young X Men group. You know. Yeah. Uh, nah, it's fire. I love the show. Uh, the main actress is fine, and um, yeah, I appreciate the show. Appreciate the show. <laughs> uh, Homelander touched down. Looked at Marie, the main character, and the first words out of his mouth were. What kind of animal are you? And I was like, <laughs> we got in this bag immediately. We, yeah, we got real, we got extremely racial. They're very like, I understand he meant from a soup perspective, which you know, he was there was some racism on that too. But like, dog, saying the, say, the first thing saying to the black lead of the show, what kind of animal are you? I was like, oh, this nigga's ill, he's in his uh, bag. <laughs> <laughs> He star is so good, bro. Like he's just so intimidating. I don't know what it is about him. 
Yo, the have you seen the little uh like the little uh be, not behind but the interview they were doing up to lead up I think to either season two or season three, they asked who was most like their character, and everybody in the room pointing to Anthony Starr at the exact same fucking moment was like him. Weird, Absolutely fucking so, him. He could be so charming in one scene, then the next scene he's just fucking like just intimidating, bro. That's why I, I really hope that Dracula rumor is true about him. If he gets Dracula, that shit will be hard. Yeah. Um but Honestly and truly, man, I think I prefer Gen V to the fucking boys every day of the week. Yeah, I mean, it's more fun, bro. It's just refreshing to watch, like, and it's not it's, doing the same thing. It's less predictable. Yeah, and yeah, like, put it like this: like the first season of the boys, everybody was fucking shocked because they ain't seen no shit like this before. Yeah, right. But past this past season one, we all know what to expect from the boys now. Like, we know exactly what we're getting. There's, for, there's definitely like a formula there, you know? Yeah. With Gen V, the way they Scooby Doo this shit, we we ain't there was no more formula. We ain't know what we're getting from week to week. Um, and by like I know we talked about it last week, and we called some shit like K being the K being the one to fuck everything up. Yeah. Um, Evil but even Jean Grey. Yeah, that's exactly who she is. Yo. <laughs> the latest funny, the latest uh, Jean Grey comic that came out is the same exact thing that she was doing. She was corrupting her teammates, Bees, Angel, and Cyclops to do what she wanted to do. Damn, damn. Kate is a uh, Madeline Pryor. That's crazy. Exactly, bro. 100%. That shit is amazing, though. This is just really spot on. Scary. It's scary accurate. I really hate it. It is. But, yeah. like, we called Kate being the duplicitous one or the line. Hold up. Let me finish eating the scone real quick. We'll love to give you this shit in the middle of the podcast. Hold on. Hey, eating scones? Yo, man. That's good eats right there, man. Lemon? Lemon scone? What's the fla- what flavor? It's pumpkin because you know it's oh, fall. Nice. Oh yeah, it is fall. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I'm gonna keep it real with you. I don't even like pumpkin flavored things, but the scone is hidden. Shout out to beloved. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But we we called Kate being duplicitous when I didn't expect going crazy or going super wrong with Sam, right? Mm-hmm. Only only because Sam's the, the way we find out the, the story plays out is basically Kate's been manipulating these motherfuckers from the beginning, yeah. right? Um, and you know, but it, the way she was doing it, she was like doing it in the, the, the lying way of I was trying to protect y'all, right? Um, and by the end of the season, she's like, Yeah, bro, I'm mad powerful, I'm j- fuck it, I'm cool with just being a Nazi, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but the way Kate's power broke, she basically she basically kept wiping Golden Boy and Sam's basically centuries memories repeatedly over and over and over again, like. Basically, some Wolverine shit. Um, and Sam then joining her at the end of the season was a little bit odd to me, right? Yeah. Um, the, like the way that played out, just like the way the motivations went, like literally just, I want to say maybe the episode before, maybe even like earlier in that episode. Um, no, take that back because the episode opened with Kate, uh, Slime, and Indira. Um, but Sam tried to, like, was like, Shorty, I will put you through a fucking wall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For taking, for wiping my goddamn, for hurting me and my brother. Like, you're the reason my brother is dead type shit. And before the end of the season, Sam was like, yeah, me and Kate, bro, we homies, dog. Ain't shit, yo. Me and her go back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What the fuck happened to all that anger? What happened to that motivation? Um, Because all that pretty much happened was he had to come to Jesus moment with his brother. He was like, man, fuck you, nigga. You dead. You know what I mean? <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Just wrote his brother off. Um. Mind. Yeah, like that shit was. It, I I thought that was a bit weird. Um, like the, the characterization, but I digress. I'm a, I'm a white boy getting that one. 
But um, Marie and Andre, I thought Marie's character development was good. I like, I really liked the like the, the like her coming into her own basically in the finale, mm-hmm. um, realizing nigga, everybody has blood. I don't, I don't have to do shit. I can just like point and like make shit happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, her like the the cool moment where she had like all them. Uh, I'm pretty sure that shit was straight out of Mortal Kombat. Um, but all them blood knives came out of nowhere, and she she uh sick them shit on somebody. She started from Scarlet, definitely. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think like Andre's story with his dad, and like the I like the way like the the powers are literally killing him. Yeah. Um, like I I was like yeah, we're, they were like we're gonna make two Magneto characters, but none of them, neither one of them niggas are gonna be powerful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Emma's story as little cricket and like her basically realizing she does not need to harm herself to get her powers to work is a really cool way. I hate that it came like via Sam dumping her. Um, and it came towards the end, like the end of the series. So yeah, like, I just I just generally think it's whack when it takes like a man hurting a female or a woman character in order for them to have character development. Like, why couldn't she get this by having just a cool moment on her own? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I think Jordan kind of say pretty pretty static throughout the, the season. Um, what really the only thing that really changed with her or with them, rather, sorry, um, is that they started fucking Marie and, and grew a heart. Um, and that was that was basically it because even even the Kate episode, where we go in their mind and we uh we see Golden, not Golden Boy, Soldier Boy, um, and we see Golden Boy and we see uh her parents and we see everybody else's story. Jordan is like, Yeah, bro, I ain't think what I did was that bad till right now, you know what I mean? And that's only because you niggas are here to guilt me for it. Um, but I thought the season finale with Kate going Nazi and Sam joining her, I thought, I thought it was a bit predictable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like I thought, I thought that was the easy way out for the series, and, and they definitely took it. And I, I get this is not a standalone, so like if this is more of a standalone, I'll be more harsh on it. Um, but yeah, Homelander coming down and hitting Shorty with a full power eye, uh, eye laser. And her just her just eating that shit and waking up in a room. I was like, oh, we're into some shit now. Um, and I I really love the way they put in Butcher at the end as like the post credit scene. Um, but also, I think it's funny how they put Butcher at the end as the post credit scene because Eric Kripke and, and all the boy showrunners over the last couple of years have been like, yeah, man, we're not like the MCU. We're different. <laughs> and then I like you- they were trolling. I like they were trolling with that. Yo, then they use all the exact same storytelling elements to <laughs> to do all this shit. You want a post credit scene? You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like all, like down to all of it, man. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm at least looking forward now more to to the boys season four than I was before. But uh, I want to see how this goes. I need to see a trailer before I really get enthused. But yeah, that's how I feel about Jim V. Yeah, solid, man. That's solid. Um, so I finally finished Spider Man two. Okay. Uh, yo i was i forgot what part of the the mission i was doing right (laughs) when i was doing the the flame mission right but when i was like yeah when cletus and i was like did she just say fucking cletus and I was like, no, no. This nigga no. woke up. This nigga brain no, woke up. Yeah. No, I was like, no, come on. No, don't do this to me right now. Like, do not make... I was dead ass like, bro, they're about to make me fight Carnage, like, right now. Like, I, nigga, I know I have to fight Venom, like, in 10 minutes. Do I have to fight Carnage right now? Yeah. Um, 
God bless. We didn't have to fight Carnage right now, but Cletus Cassidy ended up being the goddamn flame cult leader. Um, wow. That was yeah, the, the way the way the scene plays out, the way he gets away, beautiful. I love I love the whole way it played out. Um I love the way it sets up the next game because yeah, we know we don't know it's not a nigga to let shit go. Yeah. Um so we're oh man, we're probably gonna get something resembling first. I'm just gonna say absolute carnage is happening in the next game. That's just I'm, that's just happening. Yeah. Um, it's probably gonna be like more absolute carnage mixed with King in Black, um, just for full shenanigans. But more importantly, the way the game ends, right? With um with Harry getting purged of venom um by Peter, right? Um, but more importantly, Harry's now in the hospital again because he ain't got no care again. Um, and the one thing Norman says while well, you know he's raging in the fucking chair, and Peter's like, yo, MJ, we should dip because he's wild. <laughs> nigga say, yo, we can you bounce it. Yo, yo, he is bugging, yo. Um but we're now at the point where Norman Osborn not just has coincidental hate for Spider-Man for blowing up the spot in the first game, right? But he has real-life motivation, real-life reasons to fucking hate Spider-Man, to want his downfall, to prey on the motherfucker's downfall, right? Uh-huh. And then he asked for the goddamn G-Serum. And I was like, ah, shit, oh, here we is. go again. Yeah. Um. So whether... Whether he uses it on himself and Harry or just himself or himself then Harry or I don't know how the fuck is going to happen. But Green Goblin's coming in the next game. But more importantly, if we're getting absolute carnage, if we're getting a game where more niggas get symbiotes in the, in the next time around, we are absolutely getting Red Goblin. Oh, we, are, man. we are absolutely getting Red Goblin. And we we might basically, if with also the, the post credit scene in the game of Sydney Moon, um, pulling up to Miles' for house for dinner, aka Silk. For those of you who don't know, Silk is the character in Spider-Man lore that got bit by the same spider as Peter. So she's she is literally Spider Woman. Like she she was created the same day. The only difference between she had a decade long panic attack, and Peter went on being a man. Um. So we we could basically get something just like go down swinging at this point. Um. Even if. That honestly, that would honestly work if like the other Marvel heroes show up into um into Manhattan. Actually, like when shit pops off, uh, because Human Torch is in Go Down Swinging. Go Down Swinging is the last story of Dan Slott's run, right, man? Yeah. On Spider Man, mm-hmm. um, it's basically a story where Norman gets us gets the Carnage symbiote and wreaks havoc on Peter. Um, literally closed lines from hell. The whole, yo, the whole Spider family, Miles, Cindy, Human Torch, um, my man's name from uh, I forgot what the character's name was, uh, the dude with the sonic waves or whatever. He's not even important anymore. Then he's not even an amazing Spider-Man anymore. <laughs> uh, but we're absolutely getting ready, Goblin. We can absolutely get a, a real life version or not, a video game version of Go Down Swinging, um, where he basically runs through the whole family. I will say this though, if Insomniac did make sure to tweet out and put out now that mostly everybody's finished the story, namely me, um, that Miles Morales is the Spider-Man for the Insomniac universe now, right? Yeah. Um, I really I really don't hope this third game ends with basically Norman clotheslining Miles and being like, alright, where's the real Spider-Man? And then Peter shows up. You know what I mean? That's definitely what's gonna happen, bro. I, I I know it's gonna happen, but I think it's kind of whack. Cause like if you go if you go you know, stand on business, if you go <laughs> make him the main Spider Man, 
make sure he's there for all the main Spider-Man moments. He, yo, he's the one who beat Venom. Why the fuck won't you let him beat Norman? That's you know true. what I mean? It's true. It's true. He, like even then, yo, we can have a fight where we not control all three of them. But like we can have like combo. If this, if Silk is in this game, right? Like if she ends up basically becoming another, another Spider character, this could literally play out like the end of God of War Ragnarok, where Kratos, Atreus, and Freya jumped Odin. It could be <laughs> Peter, Miles, and Cindy jumping Norman Osborn's Red Goblin or Carnage or whoever the fuck the big bad is in this game, right? Yeah, I think I definitely think that's gonna happen too. I think that's definitely on the on the, on the cards. Um, I think the role building in this game is good. I I loved it. Um, I platinumed it, so uh, I hundred percent of it and platinum it. I had to nice. I had to fly from the financial district to a story with some cheesecake. Um, <laughs> and that that was real. That was that was like not hard, but it was really fun to figure that yeah, shit out. Yeah. Um, I got the hidden trophy. I got yeah, I got everything, man. That game was fun, and I went right back to playing FIFA right after it. Um. <laughs> Like a real man, yeah, like yeah. a real man. Uh, if you saw, if you saw a clip of me uh, hitting a chip shot with Bukayo Saka uh, when <laughs> I was up one five, one to five, mind your business. Yeah, um, disrespect it. But I, I, this game is amazing, man. Yeah. This game. Um, how would you, if you had to rank like three through three games, right, mm-hmm. for the Arkham's and for this, and for the sake of the Arkham's, because like Insomniac has described the Miles game as like point five, so like. Two full games in a point five, and for the Arkham's, let's say Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Origins, right? Mm-hmm. What would you rank between the two, like t- top A and B? It doesn't really matter, like which one's better. Just what's your personal preference between the two? Uh, for me, I prefer I prefer Spider Man mm-hmm. just because it's a little more open. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, even though I, as great as Arkham City is, I feel like it's still very limited to that little area. Mm-hmm. And then Arkham Knight. Even though you dig the entire city of Gotham, there was no civilians on the street. It was you couldn't interact with the citizens, nothing like that. So, I'm gonna give it to um, Slight Edge to Spider Man, but I think they're both great universes. Um, actually, I wouldn't mind revisiting Arkham Arkham Knight because I want to play with that uh, patent suit. Oh shit, we forgot to say that on here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> if for those of you who are still playing Arkham Knight, um, the Robert Pattinson Batman suit is now in that game. So go beat somebody up in the name of vengeance. It's Amen. Right. It's on the right, man. But it made me wonder, like, um, I know we have certain games coming out, but like, what's the character you would want to see have their own game? Daredevil. I've been saying this for like half a decade. I know, I know it play out a, a lot like Arkham's, but with that being said, Daredevil has one of the most underrated rogues gallery in comics. Yeah. Um I agree. and he and he's so integral to like just just the New York street level scene that you can basically bring in any like you can bring in the defenders, you can bring in like niggas from his new Avengers uh with his time with the new Avengers 2.0. Marvel Knights, um, if you want to the Marvel Knight. You can yo, he is literally besties with Spider-Man, bro. They're yeah. they are yo, we literally have have like watch them have a bro moment in Chip Darsky's like, a couple of them in Chip Darsky's run. And like I assume if a Daredevil game gets made, it is absolutely following that fucking run. Um, I would love to see a Daredevil game. I just love Daredevil in general as a character. Um, speaking of Daredevil, though, let's talk. Let's get into Echo, and then we're gonna talk about a little bit of uh. So the latest X Men series announced by Marvel. Um, how did you watch the Echo trailer? Yes, yes. How, how did you feel about it? I felt like um, I think tonally, I thought it was perfect. Way more grittier than I thought they would have let an Echo series ever be. 
Um, mm-hmm. I think it was strong to pair her with D'Onofrio because he's such a good actor. Um, yeah, it look it looks solid. It looks solid, man. I just I just really worried about it just being a, a stepping stone to the Daredevil series versus just being a great series on its own. You know, um, I think they have a they have all the tools of a great series. I just wanted to see them stick the landing with it. I I hundred percent agree. Um, this will be Marvel or the MCU's first TV MA project, yeah. right? Um, and this will be the first project under the like the brand new Marvel Spotlight banner, which is quote the banner will be for grounded, character driven stories that put less focus on the larger continuity. Trash. To me, this reads like an imprint, literally just for street characters because they don't know what to do with them, right? Mm-hmm. Um. It also kind of sounds silly to me that like street characters are the bread and butter of Marvel comics, like literally the foundation, the basis. Like we just talked about Daredevil, right? In Spider in the fucking Spider Man game, right? Why do they need a whole new imprint for street level characters to get shine? That don't make no fucking sense. Yeah. Um, but like, I digress. Why, it, why are they making it so hard to tie them into everything? Like, why is it so difficult? Like, I feel like this should be easy. You have your big bad Kingpin is right there, bro. <laughs> like, you, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get I, I honestly think like this is going to be the way they not retcon stuff, but I think basically when Born Again finally drops, if it does, that shit's gonna be under the Marvel Spotlight banner. Um I feel like this is at least a little bit of capitulation by Kevin Feige in the in the terms of what we were talking about last week with um well no, actually uh, yeah, a little bit last week, which is Kevin Feige can fix what they're going through right now. He just has to give up a little bit of control to do it. Um, if this, if this banner, if it's, if it's just on paper thing, like if there's not actually any like create, not creative space between Kevin Feige or like where creatives can actually get their shit off, um, that would be whack. But if this is going to be the banner that lets them get a little bit more violent, a little bit more gritty, a little, get a little bit more of a different lens to these Marvel projects, I'm cool with that because that's what the fuck, that's what this needs. Um, people are sticking the same goddamn movie and projects. Because, yeah, why the fuck do all the shows play out just like the movies? Like, yeah, it is extra content. I don't need to watch. I don't, if you could don't can condense Falcon and Winter Soldier down to two and a half hours, I would watch that shit in a heartbeat. Yeah, I, but I'm gonna be honest for me, for me, it just reads as lazy storytelling, bro. Like, like, I don't get why you can't tie this into like whatever's going on. Like, it doesn't have to be majorly, but like. Like, why can't you tie it in, bro? You was able to do it before with other, you know what I mean, the early on stuff. Like, I don't get why it's so difficult, man. I feel like they're making it way harder than it should be. Yeah, like, together. if you if you manage to tie in Kingpin into a main Marvel continuity show in Hawkeye, mm-hmm. then what's the problem with tying <laughs> in? Devil, tying yeah. Into, like, if you want to do that, or whoever, Spider-Man, shit, like, you know what I mean? They're, uh, yeah. Frank Castle, like, you know. Yeah, it shouldn't be. It really shouldn't be that hard. Not everything should have to play into the larger multiverse story in order to basically get made. That shit is that shit is whack. Yeah. But let me stop talking about circumstantial. Let me actually start talking about the trailer itself, right? Mm-hmm. The trailer looks good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it on yeah, real with you. The trailer looks really fucking good. Um, it shows a level of violence that we were used to in Daredevil. Like just just what we saw in the trailer itself. I can't speak for the show as of right now. But we see Kingpin wailing on somebody in a fucking alleyway. Um, we see Echo. We see like the way because basically the story Kingpin is her surrogate father. Yeah. Um, so we basically see like yo the anger inside of me. 
that led me to do all the things I do is also inside of you. And it plays out in a very similar way. I love the way they frame that shit. Because um, it literally shows from one shot where Kingpin wailing on someone in the exact same way and angle, and then it cuts to just uh, Maya doing it in the exact same way and angle. I thought that shit was beautiful. Um, there's a very small glimpse of Daredevil with the real red suit, not that red and yellow bullshit he had on a She-Hulk. Feige, <laughs> I know you're listening to me. Keep that, that shit out of my fucking... Yo, that's the net. So the, only, the only time that shoe should appear if you're reading Daredevil Yellow. If I'm not reading Daredevil Yellow, I don't want to see that fucking suit. Real shit. Yeah. Um, but we saw Daredevil for a little bit. We saw that this show will focus on Maya's, Maya's heritage, right? Because Maya is a, is a deaf character, right? But she's also indigenous. She's native. Yeah. Um, that's, not that's something like individual writers have tried to explore over time in the comics. But basically, Marvel has never really truly given them the leeway to like go full form on it, you know mm -hmm. what I mean, or to go full bore on it. Um, so we finally get a chance to see that. And I saw a lot of people pushing back against the showrunner of the show and the director, basically saying, "Yeah, her like her comic abilities are just a copy, niggas. Like we want her to have something a little bit more heritagely focused, um, something more. Trash. It is like she's just if <laughs> if if, if, if yeah, exactly." If you give her her comic ability, she's just Taskmaster. It's nothing. There's nothing special about that. Um, I saw several people trying to call that lame, but like it's not lame. Like basically, what they said was Echo is going to have different powers in the comic book uh, in incarnation. She will have several different abilities that manifest with each power belonging to a different ancestor. That might sound a bit complicated to anybody listening to this right now, but I'm going to tell you exactly what it sounds like to your boy X. If you ever watch My Hero Academia, it sounds exactly like One for All. Yeah, essentially. There's basically, she has this power that's been passed down generations, and each person who held it added a little bit to it and made it stronger, right? right? That's what Echo's ability is going to be like, and I think that's really smart. I think that's a really cool way to play into her heritage. Not for ju not just for show, but to actually make it meaningful in the, in the actual uh, substance of the series itself. Right. Um, I think that's a really cool way to do it. I honestly, more than anything, if they nail, if if they nail this the way they claim to have nailed Moon Knight, right? <laughs> um, we are in for we are this this would be bad. But if they actually do nail this, if they actually if this this is level of violence that we saw in the trailer consistent throughout the whole show, we might have a banger. Um because also the show was the show was written by people who worked on regular cable dramas like Better Call Saul. Like this is this is written for people people who wrote on who work on TVs who make That's TV format, shows right? yeah. for a living not not MCU movies drawn out or uh, drawn out over six episodes but actual cable network TV yeah so if we have some if we have people basically behind there with that stuff in mind then yeah bro we might be in for some good shit um I gotta say though someone said this is similar to Better Call Saul Daredevil and John Wick. Um, that is, yeah, that is, uh, unless they got, I'm not sure if they have the, the action choreographers from John Wick. I, I doubt they do. Um, but they could just say, yo, this is in the same vein as Daredevil when everybody will fucking understand it. Right. Right. They don't also, also for what I want to see from them is, um, I like how they implemented the use of, uh, sound. Yes. It, taking it away. Yeah. They, they kind of did a little bit, a little bit of that in Hawkeye when she was able to feel the sound. Coming from the things, you know, rather than hearing it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think they should, yeah, play with that, man. Especially like intense series and shit like that. She's using stealth. I make it go silent, man. <laughs> you know, let me put that fear, niggas. You know, honestly, honestly, and truly, dog. Like, I think for anything else, like besides just the, the indigenous and the representation, mm-hmm. just to have a show featuring a deaf character is going like a, a deaf main character. This is not only murders, where like the main murder of the series or the main murder of season one was deaf. Right. Mm-hmm. This is the main character. They're, you're going to see people signing throughout the whole show. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're going to see um, you're going to see people communicating in different ways. You're going to it's going to sound differently because it's from her perspective. She don't hear sound. She don't process sound the way we do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So she's going to feel differently. I think that's such a cool way to do this. And it's it makes it even more important for them to land this shit properly, yeah. because if because this show. Like you said earlier, if this show just ends up being the vessel for Daredevil, if this show just ends up the whole point of the show just end up being a vessel for this white character to come through and show and show his and show out, that's super fucking whack. Yeah, you have a it's, real opportunity to have a great story. Yeah, and I, I hope they take it seriously. Like this is like, I don't mean to like be too corny, but this is like some great power come with great responsibility type shit. Like mm-hmm. you can set the way a generation of kids interact and view differently able people. Right, yeah. and that's something they should really take seriously. Because no matter how I feel about the MCU, kids love this shit. Right. Kids take cues from this shit, and if you if they see a show that respects somebody like that, they are going to go out of their way to respect somebody like that in real life. Yeah, man. If they see a show that just shoves the character to the side for a white dude, then they're going to be conditioned for a good portion of their lives to just shove that shit aside for whatever's more convenient. Yep. You know what I mean? So that's important. I hope Kevin Feige's taking this seriously and listening to this shit, man, because this this is some important shit. Um, speaking of important shit, you want to talk about Loki season two? So my unimportant shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with this show, man. I stopped I, a few episodes ago. This shit's ass, man. I finished the season, and by finished the season, I mean I watched it for background noise as I did the agenda today. Um, and. I'm gonna keep it real with you. This shit doesn't make sense. I'm not gonna be, I'm not even gonna try to explain this shit to y'all in any way, shape, or form. Um, but basically, OB, uh, short rounds character, um, Ouroboros, right? The, the, mm-hmm. the, the snake eating its own tail. Um, they basically keep asking throughout the, 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 the question of season two is always like, what came first, this or this? Like, because OB gets cited by everybody in the show from Loki to Victor Timely. Um, to he who remains, like OB is the main genius of the TVA, right? And Loki basically, the season two basically became a self fulfilling prophecy. Um, Loki basically ends up being the one to be able to go back and tell everybody all this shit that makes the TVA basically eventually what it is into. Mm-hmm. Um, mind you, I'm, I'm, none of this shit make like it's a time show, so none of this shit really does make sense. Um, but I, I got to say the one thing that I will say, give props to this. Loki has is now the Vegeta of the MCU. And what I and what I mean by that is, right, what theme of Loki's character arc, right, in the MCU, uh-huh. he originally came to Earth to destroy and enslave humanity. Mm-hmm. But after dying once and getting packed out multiple times and, you know, some more adventures, he is now willing to fight to save humanity. Literally willing to die for this shit, right? <laughs> yeah, some Vegeta shit, yeah. Some super Vegeta shit, and even there's even um 
a moment where he's talking to Sylvia about it, right? And he's like, you know, my brother got sent down to Earth once. And then he came back and he was mad humble. And I call that nigga all types of pussy and soft. But now, in my old age, that motherfucker was right. We should fight to save all of humanity. And Sylvie says something, to, says, literally says, sound, it sounds like whatever we do, we're playing gods. And Loki looks at her. like They take a beat like the way they should with, this, with big things like this. And Loki says, we are gods and walks off. And I was like, you know what? That was hard. That, that, that was kind of hard. Oh, <laughs> uh, with that being said, the the way season two ends is basically Loki learning time magic on the fly. Um, he basically learns how to control his glitching. Um, so basically Loki functionally has the ability to travel through time freely. Like not, not, not just not just one timeline, like not just the sacred timeline, not just the All MCU them, timeline. Right? All of them. Loki is now functionally molecule man oh my god for those of you who don't know who the fuck molecule man is molecule man is the character in the 2015 secret wars comic that put the universe back together now that the sacred timeline has been shredded basically everything that ever was has now been unraveled and spaghetti into existence right loki is now the universally or like the uniquely qualified person to now put the timeline back in its original place. So at the end of um, Secret Wars or whatever, he's going to be the one to unify niggas. I'm guessing. He's, he's going to be the one to put everything back together. This this is the entire point of Loki season two. Um, it Honestly, I, I don't like how much Jonathan Majors was in this damn show. Um, I don't really think he was good in this show either. Um, he just... I don't... I don't know. In this show, it seems like he was doing his best impression of Eddie Redmayne, as just like, as just like, as like quirky white dude. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I didn't really vibe with like if he wasn't in the show, like if if Renslayer or or, or Google uh, Google Raw um, was just the character in the show, I think she would have functionally did a better job. Um, I don't really think they needed him all that much, and I think they could have did without him a little bit. Um. But yeah, Loki ends with him learning time magic, which that sounds exactly as confusing as it sounds. So I'm not going to explain that shit. But yeah. <laughs> I don't. I can't say I, I think it was good because I literally watched this background noise. Um, but you know, I will say this season was at least more watchable than the first. But it was also like less episodes than the first. So take that. <laughs> take that as how y'all how y'all will. Um, we're in, yo. They're in the end game now for this uh, Kang shit. They can't really replace him no more. So damn, is that deep? Like it goes. It, that. Oh yeah, it we, it is that deep. But before we get in deeper into this, uh, we'll we'll talk about it more when we talk about the Variety article second. But I do want to talk about that X Men project because I almost forgot about it. Uh, Marvel announced X Men Forever, a four part limited series set to be a work a requiem of the X Men's Krakoan age. Um, and the cover features Jean Grey with a phoenix looking blood splatter. Um, then how do you feel about X-Men Forever? I guess is this is this the cliff notes of everything that's happened? Like, you know what I mean? So, so far. Um, I guess, man. This is another way to, for them to make money. Um we need it though, so we'll take it. I 
I really wish this shit just wasn't as so predictable. Like that, that's honestly my only gripe about this. Like, yo, is the Phoenix really about to come back and just like reset the reset the mutants? Now, I'm yeah. not asking like, <laughs> yes. Is she really? Are they really about to come back and just revive everybody, dog? Like, um, I. I'll, I'll, I'll like we're getting this one, man. I don't even care. I, I'm not even like, I'm not apathetic to the X Men at the moment, but like, it's a lot of shit going on at the moment. I wish the Phoenix Force was exclusively a Gene thing. Like, I, since it's left Gene and gone to other people, and you know, it's been weird. Ever since Avengers versus X Men, they've made it really weird. Yeah. Um, this is like a two company thing, but I really hate the way that like, Things that used to be special get so serialized now for everything. Like for example, bro, so everything is commercialized. Like why the fuck have it? Why the fuck has every Avenger now had the Phoenix Force? You know yeah, what I mean? Literally. Like, I think Echo having the Phoenix Force is cool because like she has a different community, like a different relationship with nature in general. But like, why the like? I love T'Challa. Why the fuck did T'Challa need the Phoenix Force? Why did Ghost Rider have the Phoenix Force? Yeah. Why did why did Cap have what the fuck did Captain America have the Phoenix Force? His whole thing is not being corrupted by power. <laughs> Everybody had that shit in that like, one Avengers comic. Yo, terrible. Wolverine was the fucking host of the of the Phoenix Force At, when he when he came back to life before Hickman. That motherfucker was the host of the Phoenix. Yeah, it's just trash, God. This is we gotta we gotta. I want them to real shit back. I don't want. I don't want everybody. <laughs> some shit. We do, man. What? Yo, keep the Phoenix to the X Men. Keep Spider Man characters to Spider Man, dog. Not everybody needs to get bit by a spider. Not everyone needs a goddamn symbiote. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's the same thing with Venom. We had three like big Venom events before King and Black. The one great Venom event. Yeah, sure. Like we don't. We don't need everybody getting symbiotes multiple fucking times just to sell some toys, dog. Like <laughs> I feel like it's strictly for Funko sales, bro. It's strictly for functional Funko and fucking Marvel Legends action figures. That's it. Yeah, exactly. That's the that's the only reason you see these shits. Yeah. Uh, we might get a, a Funko for like the Spider-Man 2 game, but that's once again fucking Spider-Man. Don't don't nobody care about the symbiotes. Captain America don't need a symbiote. Iron Man don't need a symbiote. Why the fuck does Doctor Strange have a symbiote? Yeah. It's like it doesn't make sense. Like it just doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, it makes it makes no sense, but you know, it is what it is. Um, but speaking of it is what it is, let's get into this variety article uh, that came out a mere 24 hours after we recorded last week. Um, and like we said at the beginning of the show, Van, we called everything, every yeah, little thing. Stuff, granted, I will say it was start to talk a lot of this stuff does sound like he say she say kind of stuff, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, nigga, the water boy for Marvel heard some shit, you know what I mean. But a lot of this shit is things that we've heard rumblings about and things that we um we've been speculating on on the show. Yeah. Uh, and before we get into this, I do I want to point out the way the article was framed and especially the cover art for this article. It is deliberately throwing all the women and the people of color under the bus, and I didn't like that shit. I just want to throw that out there. That shit was super whack. Yeah. Um. But but with that being withstanding, let's get into it. Let's start with I'm gonna break into section. Let's start with Kang, right? Um, I'm gonna start with the quote they put in this article verbatim. I'm not making this shit up. I swear to God, Marvel is truly fucked with the whole Kang angle. End quote. Um, <laughs> the CAA, Jonathan Major's agents, dropped him back in 
whenever Quantumadian basically came out due to, quote, brutal conduct towards the staff. The woman who was accusing majors of the domestic violence and the one bringing charges against them in New York, mm-hmm. a similar incident happened in London on the set of Loki season two, um, where she was also employed as a movement coach. So my so basically this happened twice with the same person on two different continents with mm-hmm. the same man. And Marvel still hasn't cut this motherfucker loose. Yeah, so it shows that they're complicit. They knew and didn't give a fuck. This shows a this now shows a pattern of complicity, mm-hmm. if anything, because um, once it's like you know, well, Marvel's saying we'll lipo it, right? But this happening twice with the same person and y'all being like, oh, we'll lipo it. That's a bad thing. That's a yeah. very bad thing. Um, and the article talks about how they are considering axing Kang to bring in Doom. Right, and while that does sound smart, think of it like this: right, the article also says they only just now recently got time to start to even if they want to do that to rewrite basically write Kang out of the continuity, right, or write Kang out of being the villain for the Secret Wars, right? Mm-hmm. That time has now been wasted by the strikes. Yeah, the strike. Yeah. Put it like this: they had from. Quantum Mania, which came out in February, like the weekend of Valentine's Day, right? Mm-hmm. From Quantum Medium to the strikes, they had 90 days to write Kang out of the continuity, right? Um, now, since then, during these strikes, Loki Season 2 has come out. Loki Season 2 definitively like, positions Kang or Victor Timely or He Who Remains, whoever the fuck you want to call it, as the big bad. For what's about to happen, right? So this quote in the article is that Marvel is truly fucked because they are. This is the what second or third last project before Secret Wars? Yeah. Unless they're going to coming soon, 2025, 2026. Yo, unless they're going to do like some elite shoehorning, like a, a post credits at, at the end of Echo type shit, which would be super fucking whack. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. They don't got no more time to rewrite him out. For for Doom, the the time to do that would have been Black Panther two, where they took that motherfucker out the movie. And they had a chance to at least kind of fake establish uh, Doom, you know what I mean? And they chose not to. Um, I'm be honest though, I feel like they could still fix the Kang thing. I would just get a different actor, bro. Like you know, yo, it's this is that's something everyone, me, you, um, Scott, Alex, Joe, um, fuck, even fucking Pierce has said this shit. It is so yo. You literally wrote a, a, a mechanism to like rewrite characters out a multiverse. Just pull a different motherfucker from the multiverse. It's not hard. Yeah, it's really that simple. Like, um, you have so many talented actors that can, I feel like they can pull off the Kang thing. But also, I do think they need to introduce Doom because like Kang versus Doom would be a great basis for that uh, that second Avengers movie supposed to be coming out. That it it really really would. Um. I think the problem they're also facing is they don't want to deal with Jonathan Majors. Um, Like I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say like if he's threatening Kevin Feige particularly because I can't, I can't tell y'all that or nothing like that. (laughs) Kevin, I'm beating your ass too. But like, put it like this: if somebody, if somebody is standing accused of domestic violence and known to be violent towards his own staff or his agent staff, um, what makes what makes you want to deal with him? You know what I mean? Like. So I'm not I'm not sure if like Marvel was afraid to deal with him or something like that, but 
This this issue is not going to get better before it gets worse. The motherfucker stands trial later this year. They can start this month, actually. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have an update. Yeah. We'll know, so we'll know by 2024 if Jonathan Majors is going to jail or not. Yeah. So at the minimum, if he still can or not. Yeah, yeah, at the minimum. Speaking of, you know, if motherfuckers are still around, um, let's talk about the Avengers part of this article, right? Mm-hmm. This article said that Kevin Feige is said to be, he's not committed to the thought of it yet, but is said to be considering bringing back the original cast of the Avengers. And yes, that would include reviving Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man and Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow. Um, quote and no actually let's talk about this before I get into this next quote because that will lead into Blade um how would you feel about the Avengers coming back the original cast um be honest with you X I kind of expected this to happen just because of the whole premise of Secret Wars you know characters coming back people you know versions of characters popping up Mm -hmm. I think my issue for me is like um like, honestly, I don't mind if they're in like one of these Avengers movies, one and two, whatever. But like going forward beyond that, I wouldn't be cool with them as you know the characters they once played. I think it's if it's the uh, handing off of the mantle or passing of the torch, if you will. Like have Robert Downey Jr. in it, but have like the next guy you have one be Iron Man in it as well. You know what I mean? Have them interact, have them pass the mantle if that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But like they're gonna if he's gonna be Iron Man going forward, I, I don't think that's cool. I think that's kind of whack. Um, but yeah, that's what my gripe with it. But I will say though, if we do get Robert Downey mentoring Ironheart in the future, I might I might have to stay silent on that one, brother. Because <laughs> <laughs> I need it. <laughs> uh listen, man. Um this this reads like a, a press like a basically hit glass in case of emergency situ- situation, right? Because it is, it is. It is, it absolutely is. But with also that being said, right, this sounds like a potential um, something you retcon. Like, this sounds like something Loki will rewrite back into the universe. Oh, yeah. Because put it like this, Loki don't even know them niggas are dead right now. I mean, his universe, when he, they were still alive in his, in his universe. Yeah, when he got pulled, because this, remember, this is the Loki in the Loki in season, or the Loki in the Loki show. Um, this is the Loki pulled from right after he got arrested at the end of Avengers. Mm-hmm. So to him, the Avengers, like everything basically being right in the universe, would include all the original Avengers being alive. Yeah. This might be like a retcon of post-Secret Wars, but this reads like, yo, we really don't... This whole article really reads like we don't have no faith in who's who we've built up to come next. Because this is like this from, like, from someone like Anthony Mackie's perspective. What the fuck do you mean you're trying to bring back Steve, uh, Chris Evans and Steve Rogers? I even have my Captain America movie yet. Yeah, bro. We still don't even have Brave New World or nothing like that. Like Nothing like that. Not a damn thing. And it's like, it honestly has to be frustrating for them because like the actors, because like you've given them nothing, bro. You haven't even gave them a chance to prove if they can hold their own. Exactly. Wise or as the character, you know what I mean? So, um, it's fucked up. Speaking of fucked up, the article said, in quote, Kevin's real superpower, his genius, has always been in post-production and getting his hands on movies and making sure they finish strongly. The source adds, these days, he's spread thin. Let's talk about being spread thin. Let's talk about Blade, right? 
This article points out clearly, says verbatim, Mahershala Ali was ready to exit the movie over script issues. So Kevin Feige brought in the screenwriter from Logan, because Logan was nominated for a uh, best screenplay or original screenplay um, Oscar a couple years ago, um, to rewrite the movie again. This film has gone under five different script writers. That means five different script rewrites and two directors in four years of development. Quote, one draft saw Ali's Blade as the fourth lead behind a trio of women and filled with life lessons, mm -hmm. right? Then, let me ask you this. Hold up. Uh, uh, the title character playing the fourth lead or playing, I don't know, fourth fiddle, whatever you want to call it, um, behind a trio of women filled with life lessons. What Marvel movie that came out in the last five years does that sound like? Uh, isn't that uh, Black Panther? Yo. <laughs> Wakanda Forever? <laughs> Yo. Not even, not even Wakanda Forever. That sounds like the first Black Panther movie. Yeah, true. That sounds, because remember when the first Black Panther movie came out, everyone was like, yeah, like the movie was really cool, bro, but like, we didn't expect it to be mostly about the women. They kind of carried I mean? that movie, yeah, actually. They, they yeah, a lot, yeah, a lot of things we you just said. They carried that movie, right? Chadwick yeah. Boseman felt like a, a not like a background character, but he was not on screen as people as much as people thought he was going to be, mm. right? This draft of Blade sounds suspiciously like the first Black Panther movie. All right. Meaning, imagine what the fuck Ryan Coogler made uh, had to do to get that movie made. How many right. things he had to compromise on? Did he have to capitulate on this? Probably. And you know what it is, too? I feel like it's Marvel is really weird with who they pick and choose to give the reins to and let them do their thing and who they don't. You know, mm -hmm. It's like Cougar, I feel like it's free reign because, you know, I feel like they kind of like, all right, this is a black movie. <laughs> you niggas handle it. Jay's uh, <laughs> <laughs> guy was able to do what he wanted to do. Chloe's out. Was able to do what she wanted to do for the most part. It seems like, and then like I'm um, not sure if her ass still not coming back yet. Yeah, she's uh, not coming back. She's not coming. Back. It's over. Um, and then who's my man's? Uh, Ramy. He was able to do what he wanted to do somewhat. You yeah, see it in his movie. He had to. He had to fight for that shit too. Yeah. Uh, um. But put it like this, right? Kevin Feige has fucked up Blade. The same number of times Kobe Bryant has won an NBA championship. <laughs> that picture of Kobe with all the trophies. He's hugging them. Yo, not even that, right? Think of the, just the gif of Kobe with the motherfucker in the, in the crowd being like, one, two, <laughs> three, four, five, yeah. five, five, my nigga, five. You know what I mean? Um, yo, five rewrites for a Blade movie. And I'm be honest with you. Like I said this on Twitter, like. A Blade movie should be a layup. It should be the easiest movie to write. Give Yo. us violence. Give us cool outfits. Give us vampires. Like, Yo, we're not... Hold on. Let me plug in my laptop real quick so this shit don't die. Hold on. Yeah. But no, nah, I, I really just feel like a, a Blade movie is really, like, super simple to make. You can't fuck it up. And then also with Blade, too, you have bringing so many different characters if you want to go that route. Like, why not throw in a Ghost Rider or, like, just like the comics, have Doctor Strange pull up on them. Blade has the best comic out right now, in my opinion, in Marvel. You know what yeah. I mean? Just so think about... Them, just go ahead, my bad. No, nah, just pull for that, bro. Like, come on. Think of it like this, right? We're not... Like some, like, like you just talked... We're not talking about Ghost Rider here. 
We ain't talking about Doctor Strange. We ain't talking about Punisher. We ain't talking about Daredevil. We ain't talking about Spider Man. Mm-hmm. We ain't talking about Wonder Man. We ain't talking about fucking Black Widow. We ain't talking about Hawkeye. Blade. Oh, Blade, nigga. A nigga Yo. in a leather jacket killing vampires. Like We're talking about a standalone half vampire hunter. Something, you know, uh, uh, of which already has a trilogy of movies that are very successful out. Right. right? right. And secondly, right. This isn't like some crazy ass shit to make. You want to know why? Because there's already a fucking trilogy of movies to show how it's done. What the fuck do you mean you were trying to make a two hundred million dollar Blade movie? Yeah. For what? Which you could, but like the thing is, you have all the resources in the world. You have the one of the best, if not the best, black actor, Mahershala, willingly wanting to play this character. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. And this is something we've talked about just individually. Like, yo, if he's gone through all this. Just to play Blade once, what the fuck makes you think he's coming back for the next? Yeah, it's one? a one shot, bro. Unless this movie is like crazy successful, which I honestly think it is. Like regardless of how it comes out, if I feel like it just coming out is gonna is gonna make a lot of money. But yeah, man. Like unless it's like super successful, I don't see him coming back for this or anything. Yeah. Plus, like it just got confirmed either earlier today or yesterday. That Blade will be rated R by the director Jan Damage. Fire. Um, which is really cool, but like we shouldn't be learning that shit via damage control. You know what I mean? Yeah, I should have said that up, up front. Why we had to pull teeth to get that info, you know. What that I mean? yo, this should have been the announcement in 2019. Real shit. Yeah, as soon as Mahershal put on the hat, it would be like, and it's gonna be rated R, niggas. And yeah, let that be it. You know? it, it sh- that's yeah, that should have been it. We shouldn't <laughs> we should. We shouldn't have had to sit around our, our, our phones and keyboards and shit for the last three, three, four, five fucking years to be like, damn, my nigga, we're not sure if this is going to be rated R. Like, we, and we damn sure shouldn't be learning this shit after we learned the main act. This Blade is at the point, right? Just mm-hmm. a holistic view. Take a step back, right? Blade is closer to losing its fucking star than to getting made right now. That's insane, bro. Blade is an NFT. It's an idea because this shit's not real. Mm-hmm. What? Blade is the Brooklyn Nets with Kyrie and Harden. <laughs> <laughs> Blade is the Clippers right now. That's no, crazy. For real, for real. <laughs> it's an idea. It's a strategy. Oh, uh, this is taking all this to get Blade off the ground as wild. But let's talk about wild. Let's talk about Nia DaCosta and the Marvels, right? Uh, in the article, it says the Marvels underwent four weeks of reshoots to flesh out a tangled storyline, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we talked about the budget a little bit. It's almost it's basically $275 million. Um, and something that also happened during, that said, was said in an article, quote, then eyebrows were raised again when DaCosta began working on another film while the Marvels was still in post-production. The filmmaker moved to London earlier this year to begin prepping for Tess and Thompson drama, uh, Hedda. Um, how do you feel about this this uh, this paragraph, man? I feel like I'm gonna be honest with you. This feels like some some type of hit job against women, bro. Like honestly, I feel like if this was a guy in this position, they would not be going as hard on this Marvel's movie, bro. Like, plus niggas already got a weird thing with Captain Marvel character Ambry Larson. Mm. So I feel like this is just out adding on top of it. You know, I think niggas is just looking for a reason. This just doesn't sound like a big deal to me personally. So, God bless Nita Costa. She was actually doing promo for the movie when you know this article came out. 
Because um, she's the only one who can. Exactly. Let's 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 not forget that that you know. Um, this is from Jake the Movie Guy's YouTube, but Nia DaCosta did an interview and basically said that the Marvel was changing release dates four times because something that's painted out in the Variety article, the Marvel was supposed to drop the day Quantum Mania dropped originally. Then the movies got switched because of COVID, right? Um, so the movie changed release date four times, and that the release date changing so much, the reshoots and shit caused her to have to do post production remotely, not because like she wanted to say fuck the Marvels, but because she was contractually obligated to start her next fucking movie. Yeah. So who like, fault is that, bro? Like that's on the studio, bro. That sounds like a, another example of Kevin Feige mismanagement. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like the the article also says shit like it costs twenty five million dollars an episode, an episode to make She Hulk. That's insane, bro. Where that money go, bro? That's more than it costs to make a <laughs> a, a whole season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't get it, man. Like where that money go? I ain't see that. I I'm yo I'm fucking amazed at hearing all this shit. And let's let's take this opportunity to actually segue into the Marvels, right? The, the the especially the final trailer that dropped yesterday. Then what's in the first thirty seconds of this trailer? <laughs> my son Tony Stark, where did my son, boy look like Sean McCoy, my dog Tony Stark, you know Steve Rogers. <laughs> I and not only just in the trailer in the start of it, you also see them at the end in this trailer in the final trailer for the Marvels, right? Iron Man and Captain America. Has more screen time than Kamala Khan. Yeah. In the trailer, yo. And at the time of recording right now, Fandango is offering up to $22 off an IMAX movie ticket to the Marvels. If you don't believe me, go on at Wario64's Twitter and scroll down. You can even search for, to be quick, Marvel Mondays, one word, to find the tweet. I'll give you a second. Do 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 do. In the in the world of pro wrestling, right? If people are literally giving away tickets or damn near giving away tickets, buy two get one free type deals. That is very bad. During a premiere week, you know, this isn't like a movie's been out three weeks and then now they're giving away tickets. This is this is not there. They're trying to break the box office record like with Endgame and put out a DLC movie. You know what I mean? This is this is the week of the movie coming out. This is weekend premiere type shit, and they are they are giving away tickets. Yo, listen, I capitalized on this deal because I'm not I'm not I didn't plan on going to see this, but like, yo, I literally paid two dollars and forty six cents for this ticket. Like, I might as well I might as well. There's a taco joint right next to the theater. I might as well go see this movie, right? Not bad. Um, but listen, man, even with all that we're talking about, we. The people, the things that are being ported out now about the reason to see this movie, they're saying now you should go see the movie because Beast is in it allegedly. I I can't confirm that yet because I I haven't I don't know anybody who's seen the movie yet, but fucking Beast is going to be in it. And they show so much during the trailer, which kind of like threw me off too. Like they show Tessa Thompson. Yeah. They show. Yeah, they show Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie in it. Um, that black girl magic line. Someone should be arrested for that. Yeah. Um. I, I I really want to like give this movie hope because like I think it's really shitty that it's gonna send it out to the wolves. 
Yeah. But it really seems like it's getting sent out to the wolves from like a top-down perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it seems that Marvel at, at, at a, as a whole right now is not doing well. And the one thing that can fix Marvel and that me and you and Scott and Joe and Alex and everybody talked about on Twitter this past week was all this would take to fix this is Kevin Feige not being such a fucking micromanager. Yeah, and like, bro, that mold you have, that cake mold you have of your Marvel movies and shows, you break it. Stomp on it. Have Hulk stomp on it and throw it into the, throw it into the sky, bro. Yo, it's, it is literally as simple as just putting people you trust in place. If yeah. you went, if you, like, if you, listen, we all know how secretive fucking Marvel is about everything. They literally treat this treat this shit like state secrets, right? Mm-hmm. Dog, if you go into all this time and effort to make sure someone's not going to leak your shit and going to do right by you, why the fuck would you think you need to be on set every day to tell them what to do? Yeah, or so, you know, so like um you know, rigid in post production, you know what I mean? Yeah, like listen, we've heard about this because of the Victoria Alonso shit, but like why the fuck do you feel the need to to Go shot by shot to approve things, mm-hmm. like literally. That, that, that's literally going scene by scene of every Marvel project to approve things. You don't got to do that. You str- you're basically creating a, your own um, stranglehold. Yeah, bottleneck at the top for your own it, your own product. You know exactly. Like in this whole fixing shit in post production, that shit was cool. Before Endgame, there's entirely too much content to be doing that shit now. Yeah, man. They got to they gotta do better. They got to do better. Yeah, they got to do better. This shit's going to implode real quick. Um, or we not going to make it a Secret Wars if this shit don't do better. That's that's what they're looking at right now, honestly and truly. Yeah. Um, this, shit is, this shit is more likely to reboot than Secret Wars to come out if this shit don't get fixed up soon. Um, and especially if we see more things getting canceled, like we uh, reportedly heard Wonder Man's not coming out. Um, the Echo trailer is like the is the best indication that shit was still coming out because we were, we were talking about rumors on here that it wasn't coming out. Um, but both Secret Wars or some shit don't happen. That's that's some shit Kevin Feige could get fired for. Yeah, yeah. I seen the loose rumor that he's trying to jump over to Star Wars, but I don't know the validity of that. <laughs> That'd be hilarious, actually. I would tell everybody to fuck off if that <laughs> happened. <laughs> you ready to get you ready to get to the soapbox? <laughs> Is he supposed to be making a Star Wars movie? I hope wasn't not. That, wasn't that one the they announced or something like that? I I think it was announced. <laughs> it was actually yeah, I remember this crystal clear now. It was announced the week after it was announced that the No Way Home was not going to happen because um, Sony and Marvel can come to an agreement about uh, oh, sharing yeah, revenue. Ended up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the, the detail that got reported was uh, Sony basically wanted Kevin Feige to have creative control over their Mar- Spider-Man properties, too. And Kevin Feige was like, I don't want to do that shit. Um, and, then, and then two weeks later, it came out, Kevin Feige was working on a Star Wars movie, and Sony looked at him like, oh, so you don't want extra responsibilities, huh, motherfucker? <laughs> um, so <laughs> that's funny. Thank you for making me remember that, though. I appreciate. Yeah, that. yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so watch this week is yo, man. Go watch your favorite Marvel movie and hug it, hug it tight, hug it closely. 
Everybody go to go get your winter winter soldier steel book and just like sleep with it at night. You go know? watch just, Civil War, man. Go enjoy that. You know what I'm saying? Oh man. <laughs> oh, man. I, I can't believe we really got to live to see long enough the downfall of Marvel. Wow. Um yeah, man. I'm, I'm we don't we don't got much bills to pay this week, so go, go tap into the lookout because Meals has definitively called Attack on Titan the greatest anime of all time. Yeah, and I and I yo. I love hearing Mills talk about the shit he's excited about, because uh, you can hear the excitement in his voice, and like that gets that gets LJ excited, that gets me excited. Yeah. Um, so go ahead, tap into that, uh, tap into the A show, tap into the War Report, tap into the Rewriters Room, uh, tap into Bl- to Black Print, tap into sh- the Show Your Work Network. Make sure to go tap into that episode of uh, Book Book Club, man, with us talking about New Frontier. Yeah. Um, shout out to our patrons, shout out to everybody who's been uh, working, helping with us, or. Working with us, we have a couple. Cause should we call them exclusives coming from them this week? Yeah, we got um, some. We got, yeah, we got some stuff we're working on for y'all. Um, but make sure to follow us at Black Rain RSC. Brand subscribe to the channel. Uh, make sure to support the Patreon. Start supporting for as low as three dollars. Um, oh, lead is gonna be at NXT that's next week. That's cool. Um, and make sure to raise subscribe to the channels and all the podcast feeds as well. Um, anything else we need to leave with the people before we get out of here, man? Yo, we need Julian and uh, WWE. Let's let's pray it happens. Yeah, yo, yo, hopefully, please, wrestling gods, if you hear this, please make that happen. Also, don't support genocide. We out.